the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. It is great to be together. We have a lot to do and a lot to cover. And first, let me say, I am so excited to talk with David Horowitz. I can't tell you this. I mean, I, I can't tell you this. I mean, it's, it sounds like petty or something, but I've been trying to talk to him for a couple of weeks. And one time we had given him the wrong time to record. It wasn't his fault. Another time we uh, had this or that happen. It just was a mess. It was hard to do. He is such a super guy. He is such an amazing writer and historical figure now. Uh, David Horowitz, David Horowitz Freedom Center. Uh, we'll talk with him. He's got a new... Um, report out uh, from uh, the Freedom Center on the IRS, um, and it predates the 87,000 IRS agents or secret police, as he calls them in his report, uh, that are coming to take us away and coming to get us. And uh, we'll talk in a few moments also with my old friend Ted Malik. and Ted Malik's got a piece on the FBI. And so we have some broken systems in America, right? Law enforcement systems. Too often the systems are broken. Clearly the leadership of the FBI has uh, been corrupted um, and it's a mess. And that's just the facts. The IRS has been a mess for a long time. Follow the money. But there we are. And uh, we'll get to all that. But first, what you need to know as we start our week off, the, today's wink, what you need to know, um, we are entering a, a stage, a phase of open lawfare against we the people and you don't have to go far you know you can go back four or five days and you can watch the speech of joe biden and uh, you know one of our listeners over the uh weekend texted me city where he listened to the program actually i think he was listening on a podcast uh, he found the program we go to proamericareport.com you can see it there and everywhere else you get your uh podcast you can see it and luke luke texted me and he said hey you know i don't see anybody saying anything uh, about this recent speech, the president seems to misunderstand his position. If he were king, everything he said in that speech would make sense, just as his earlier comments regarding uh, many who had passed on the immunization make sense. Recall back then he leaned into the microphone and said, we're losing patience. And then Luke writes, who does he think he is? He's president and servant of the republic. He's not his majesty. Well, you know, what's happening is the, uh, is the old uh, uh, boomerang the boomerang effect, the boomerang uh, taunt. And the boomerang taunt is when the left says of us that we are something or we're doing something when it's them that's doing it. So the boomerang taunt was, oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. You guys were, uh, you know, colluding with Russia. Turns out actually Hillary and her team were colluding with foreigners and using the Russia, Russia, Russia story to damage uh, we the people. So the boomerang taunt is used all the time. In this case, the boomerang taunt, remember the boomerang taunt is, uh, is, uh, the January 6th. You know, everything was a planned insurrection, except nobody could show a planned insurrection. The select committee couldn't do it. The courts couldn't do it. All they could show was some guys and, and a few gals getting a little too rowdy. But what they haven't been able to disprove is what the heck was going on? 
How, how did Nancy Pelosi call off the Capitol Police? Why did the National Guard that were offered by Trump not get used? What happened to the bombers? There were two uh, pipe bombs, one at the RNC and one at the DNC the night before January 6th. And we have the videotape of those people putting the pipe bomb in place. We haven't gotten them. The boomerang taunt is that something was going on, insurrection, when in fact it looks like the insurrection might have been on the other side. Maybe it was, hell, let's say this, maybe it was a legal insurrection. Maybe they did everything by the book, but it sure looks like they played fast and loose with the book, whether it's the fortification of the election that the Democrats admitted they did by pursuing legal judgments that did more drop boxes and more mail-in ballots, whether it's that, whether it's the counting systems, whether whatever it is. But here's the thing. We, the people, are now the end result of a speech like last week when Joe Biden calls us a clear and present danger. The obvious solution to a clear and present danger among us is to do something about it. And so whether you're Trump and you're being uh, uh, having your house searched, having your 16-year-old son's house searched, right? Whether that's uh, the, and, and the, the thing about these hoaxes is if you look carefully, you notice they follow a very similar pattern. One of the key things that the Democrats like to do, and the and the, and the, and I'll get to the, the the narrative machine about how they uh, uh, how it plays into it. But what they do on one of these hoaxes is they accuse you of something that, by its definition, you cannot prove your innocence without seeming to violate the rules or the norms. So Russia, Russia, Russia. Mueller had to have a two-year investigation. We no one, everyone said there doesn't seem to be anything here, but you had to wait. And if you had forced Mueller to either stop or to give up the goods, you would have been violating the norms, if not the law, if not the rules. That was the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. January 6th, same thing. We're not allowed to see 14,000 hours of videotape because all of it endangers national security? Really? Is, is, is that true? But b- back to my point, these hoaxes are set up in such a way that you can't know what the answer is without seeming to break the rules of the law. Same thing with Mar-a-Lago. Now we have a situation where the judges said, hey, let a special master look at the documents. But we're not allowed to know what the documents are. It's the Adam Schiff moment where he comes out and says, oh, I've seen things. It's really bad. But he can't tell you what it is to prove it. You can't tell the public what it is to disprove it, and you're just stuck. You're stuck in no man's land. And it is ve- it's very, very daunting. And the lawfare is continuing. When the clarion call goes out from the chief, from the, uh, chief executive, and he says, those people are a clear and present danger. If you are on his side, you have been called to arms, called to, to your duty post and at the very least you're going to enforce the laws say say you're a a, a pro-life pharmacist well you're not allowed to have an objection to dispensing uh, abortion pills who are you? you you're one of the clear and present danger we know who are you to object to uh to uh what the 380 billion dollars that will be managed out of the white house by john podesta to help address climate change guys 380 billion 380 billion in one man's office, even if he just wastes half of it on 
you know, nonprofits that study things or on universities that do conventions or conferences. He's funded the left and their kids for decades. And, and they don't have to get rich. They just have to not have to worry and work and, and create value. It's a stunning turn. That's lawfare. Now, let's finish with what you really need to know. And I, one of my colleagues, Gwen Kelly, gets mad at me because I have not written this up well enough. But I will. I might. I will. I might get to it. The narrative machine. Watch what the narrative machine does with any one of these hoaxes. Because the hoax in and of itself is a joke. The hoax is a joke. Each hoax. It's like jokes. But they're not left to themselves. So you get the Mar-a-Lago hoax. The document. Mar-a-Lago document hoax. And by the time it's done, what do you have? You have the, the, the CNN and, and cable news and the mainstream media. I watched PBS's NewsHour from last Friday. You would have thought that, that Donald Trump had the nuclear uh, codes in his shoe and he was just about to go over to, uh, to hand them to Putin out the back door of Mar-a-Lago. That's how they covered it breathlessly, this dispute over documents. But back to the narrative machine, they take the Mar-a-Lago hoax and the narrative machine, big media hammers it home, covers it in such a way that you can't really know if he's innocent, but you can't really tell if he's guilty. You don't really know if they've done anything wrong, but you can't tell that they didn't. That's the media. That's the big media. Then big tech. The examples are unbelievable. Big tech. They've admitted that they stifled the Biden laptop. They've admitted that they knocked Donald Trump off. They don't like his voice. They've admitted. And what was the reason he's knocked off? Because what? Because he had questions about the 2020 election? Because some of his people on January 6th got out of hand and, and broke windows? Is that why? So big tech joins big media to hammer home. Ah, the Mar-a-Lago document. Oh, this is unbelievable. And the, and the big tech plays right along with it. They fact check it in a way. They manage it in a way. And all of it is swooped in behind big government. And if you don't think that, again, the message hasn't gone out, when the bat signal goes up from Joe Biden and it says they are a clear and present danger, there are a lot of bureaucrats, a lot of decent people, I would say. I would call them lemmings, but it sounds a little too insulting, but people that will be in the bureaucracy that will have been brainwashed to believe that they're on the side of good. And they will say, oh, yeah, we better dig into those tax filings of people who are from the clear and present danger wing of America. Oh, we better uh, check on the regulatory uh, compliance of the people from the clear and present danger wing. And big tech, big media, and big government work together. And the narrative becomes there is a clear and present danger, and it is among us, and it's we the people, and it's Republicans, conservatives, however you say it. It won't work if we're lucky, if we're blessed. But it has a way of working in history, in world history. And we ought to be worried about it. We ought to be worried about it. It's around us. It's a wild moment. All right, we got to take a break. We come back. We talk with David Horowitz and then the great Ted Malik's got a piece on the FBI. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. It's been far too long to, uh, since I've sp- since I have spoken with my old friend, David Horowitz. And of course, he's a best-selling author of incredible number of books on every topic under the sun. And, but maybe more, most importantly, at this moment in history, he has a he has written about and uh, cataloged what the left uh, does and in, is, is aiming to do to us in this country. And more and more of it seems to be coming true every day, as he predicted. So uh, welcome, David Horowitz. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, it's good to be with you. Now, I, I originally, when I flagged you to talk, I wanted to talk about the IRS and the idea that we're adding 87,000 IRS uh, agents. And you you all have, at your shop have just uh, undertaken this lengthy analysis of, of what's gone on at the IRS. It feels like a lot has happened in the two weeks since I did that. But let me say for sure, Internal Radical Service is the title of uh, the report uh, that uh, David Horowitz, and I want to make sure to say, David, your co-author on this is John Parazzo, um, uh, and it's the David Horowitz Freedom Center, which has uh, published this report. So uh, first, let's talk a little bit about that. Again, I mean, you and I knew that the IRS was partisan. I don't think we knew the radical part that you're really laying out here. Maybe you did. The the 87,000 national police, that's a Gestapo. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) That you... (laughs) When you think about it, I mean, that's what the Democrats have driven towards. We have 18,000 individual police departments, which is the genius of our founders, to uh, separate powers and divide them so that no faction in our society gets a monopoly control. But everything, everything that the Democrats have done in the last 10 years has been decentralized control in Washington. Um, this, we did a little booklet on, on this. Uh, conservatives are generally too nice people. Um, right, right. Don't understand we're dealing in the Democrats with a criminal party. These people are gangsters. I think that should be evident just from the fact that they put Peter Navarro, of all people, presidential advisor uh, who probably never got a traffic ticket <laughs> yeah. leg irons right. for, for asserting executive privilege. I mean, um, but the biggest funder of the left, and I'm talking hundreds of billions of dollars that goes into anti-American leftist vigilante criminal organizations comes from taxpayers because the IRS is so corrupt. No conservatives that I know of uh, are noticing this so far. I I could use all the help I can get in trying to wake up Republicans on the oversight committees. Um, Um, Yeah, go ahead, please. Keep going. Listeners will probably be surprised to learn that Black Lives Matter, a criminal organization, Violent, um, um, and they're crim- they're petty criminals. Although they've stolen a hundred million dollars in, in donations, um, they're completely illegal under the IRS guidelines. They boasted that they gave sixty million dollars to Joe Biden's campaign to qualify as tax exempt. You cannot uh, support a candidate. But they 
put $60 million into the Democrat Party campaign for Joe Biden. Um, if you look at our borders, all these NGOs, non-government organizations that are facilitating the invasion of our country, they guide um, the, these migrants into how to um, invade U.S. laws. They're the ones who coach them and say, if you get inside, just don't answer. Um, you know, the, you're supposed to appear in um, a year or something before a court. Just don't go. Right. They're the ones who bust the, these illegals into the heartland of the country. And they're all tax exempt, which means that everybody within range of my voice is paying for them as though they're charities. They're not charities. Um, in this booklet that we did, the Internal Radical Service, um, we show how Zuckerberg took $400 million in tax exempt monies that's contributed by all of you out there to fix the election in the battleground states. I'll give you one example of what he did. He, requ he required of, of the other charitable organizations that he invested money in um, that there would be drop boxes, which is which are already open to fraud. Right. Nobody's watching them. Um, one in every four square miles in urban areas in Pennsylvania, four square miles for Democrats. That's where Democrats are concentrated in the urban areas. In the rural areas, which is the Republican vote, it's one drop box for every thousand square miles. Mm. So that is tilting. That tilted, well, that and the other things he did tilted the, these battleground states enough. You know, the Democrats always say Biden won by 8 million votes. No, he didn't. He won by 44,000 votes out of 159 million. Right. The popular vote is, is virtually meaningless because the campaigns are organized around the battleground states. Um, well, we're, we're talking with David Horowitz. Uh, David, uh, let me pause and ask you about this. You, you know, when I read this document, and, and again, I'll point people uh, uh, to uh, to the website, and, and I will post up on social media and link to it. But when I read this, I thought, like I usually do when I see your stuff, holy cow, look what we found. And by the way, the title again is Rampant Corruption, excuse me, the Internal Radical Service, Rampant Corruption Partisanship by the IRS has been revealed in this new report. John Parazzo, along with David Horowitz of the David Horowitz Freedom Center, um, but when I read this and I and I thought, because I do think it's helpful in this the document that you talk about, um, you say what's gone on and all. But the question I have for you, David, is if I believe this, I do. But let's say better if a congressman believes it and he does. And they let's say they win the House. We've had oversight of of areas before we, we saw a Lois Lerner in the IRS. Now, I agree with you. When you read this, you realize how radical it is, how much more dramatic. But what what can we hope or what can we do to change the forget the minds change the spines oh, okay. of the so-called well, Republicans. Win the House and elaborate on all this research we've done. 
use the powers of the government to find out how bad it really is. Then elect Trump in 2024. You know, Trump appointed the president head of the IRS. Republicans, this is a, a problem with the whole Republican Party not paying attention to this. Let me give you an example. They are using these uh, uh, the the medical schools, which are attached to universities, uh, are destroying the health standards. Uh, doctors, they're easing up on the tests so they can get more minorities in. They're such racists. They think minorities can't compete. Uh, so the first thing they do is lower the credentials. And, and give special privileges to minorities, and particularly to blacks. Uh, and then they're changing the health care so that blacks get priority because of, you know, allegedly alleged discrimination against them, which nobody can show, actually, because it doesn't exist. It's been illegal in this country for 50 years. You can fix this, and this will decrease the standards. We'll have inferior doctors because the oh, the other thing is they you'll need on your when you're applying to medical school, you have to show that you're woke, that you buy into this leftist racist ideology in order to get into medical school. This can be fixed simply by the IRS. Just take away their tax exemption from these universities. If they're going to dis- do unconstitutional, the Constitution forbids discrimination on the basis of, right, of race. Uh, it, it would be that simple if you had a strong leader of the IRS backed by a president. What uh, we're talking with David Horowitz um, and uh, David. What? But but but. As you said about the distinction between Democrats and Republicans or conservatives, liberals, they're they're gangsters and they don't pretend to be anything different. John Podesta is going back into the White House to oversee a three hundred and eighty billion dollar fund that is meant to help with climate change, including you have to expect grants to every nonprofit that says they're going to address climate change under the sun. Right. And nobody. If you look at the what voters consider important, climate change is way down the list. For Democrats, it's number one because they can bludgeon us into giving gazillions of dollars to their right. organizations right, and, right. and supporters. Um, but the reason it's the number one priority for Democrats or the way it's gotten into the public consciousness to allow them to do that is these tax exempt uh, 501c3s. Look, I, I'm, I look at, you know, I, I bet everybody listening to this is getting solicitations from all the candidates. Right. Republicans, they, they have, like Marco Rubio's message is headlined by, you know, I humbly beg you to give me $5 so I can beat the Democrat. This is ridiculous. That's not the way you win elections or get fired <laughs> up. Right. These people are destroying our country. You know, send me money so I can stop them. That's, right. that's the kind of pitch that should be. I can't believe the, uh, you know, 
tragedy. I'm I'm so behind and fun, and it's really never that much. <laughs> That's it, it, certainly it, not it, zero. It's just pathetic. All right. So let me, I would be remiss. I would be doing uh, interviewing malpractice if I didn't ask you um, your observations on the Trump, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the, you know, I mean, you, again, you've been talking about They're the fascists. Right. Joe Biden, everything Joe Biden said is true. If he's looking in the mirror. Right. Exactly. The Democrat party is a fascist party. They're against free speech. Everything they do shows you this. They lie through their teeth, just like tin, tin, tin hat dictators. And, and they put people like Peter Navarro in leg irons. And they raid for the, the Republicans have respect the Constitution and the fact that our society is built on compromise and bipartisanship. That's why they didn't put Hillary Clinton in jail. She was ordered by the Congress not to destroy the emails on her computer. And she said, screw you, and did it. Right. That's obstruction of justice. But no Republican would try to put her in jail. Hey, while I have you, David, I got to finish up. I wanted to put something in your ear. I could do this offline, but I'll do it with you on, on because I tell my listeners all the time. I know that there's a role for oversight, but I have often thought that the oversight guys and gals are tend to tend towards grandstanding. And it seems to me that we should get some appropriation committees that say you won't get a nickel until X happens, as opposed to... That's what the IRS thing is. Exactly. Exactly. It's a ton of money that it's a ton of money. I wrote a book 10 years ago called The New Leviathan about this. When you go to the environment, the left 501c3s uh, outspend the conservative ones, which are a pathetic group, uh, by like a, you know, a thousand to one. Yeah, it is amazing. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tragic. Okay. Hey, David Horowitz, uh, thank you as always. I will, uh, I just actually forwarded while we're talking, you know, multitasking. I, the report again is, uh, it's called Internal Radical Service Abuse of Taxpayer Dollars to Advance Left Wing Causes. David Horowitz, his co author, John Parazzo, I just was sending it over to a friend of mine who uh, works perhaps in the majority at Ways and Means Committee, which of course is, uh, is where um, the IRS is. So, David Horowitz Freedom Center, uh, check it out. Horowitz Freedom freedomcenter.org. Thanks very much, David. Appreciate you. Thank you as always, Ed. All right. We'll take a break, everybody, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily email there and a lot more. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with Ted Malik, our friend Ted Malik, of course, Dr. Ted Malik, Theodore Roosevelt Malik. I often don't I don't use his full name enough. He is, of course, an author, a businessman. He has taught at the, all the levels of academia, both in America and overseas, um, and written a couple of really interesting books, especially one on Davos and his uh, early in his career, his role there. But he's got a piece over at American Greatness, amgreatness.com, the FBI exposed one man's experience demonstrate how the FBI needs to be exposed for what has become and how it has betrayed the nation and its very own motto. Welcome back, Ted Malik. How are you? Thank you, Ed. Uh, Ted, 
when you say the motto fidelity bravery integrity um i know you say in here it's become a farce um and and it's no longer we can't trust the fbi that i think that's the assertion that makes the most sense to me no matter what whose fault it was whether it was comey whether it was Mueller, uh whether it was the guys like mccabe and strock whatever it just isn't there um in your experience both in the world as well as in the united states can you reform something like this, or are you at the point where you sort of got to start again? Yeah, so it's uh, basically a 50-50 call. In the private sector, you do have turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have you know buyouts where you bring in new management. Sometimes you do a leverage buyout, and you know there's a lot of debt that, that makes a company a new entity. Uh, it's di- always difficult to do. Even in a merger uh, or an acquisition in the in the uh, private sector, I would say about 50 or 60 percent of those actually fail. In this case, we have, you know, a government agency. So it's, it's very rare, almost impossible to put the beast uh, to death, you know, to have a, to have it go away. Yeah. I know people talk about that on the right. Very difficult to do. So what, what, I, what I'm suggesting here is given the downhill um, nature of what the FBI has been up to for a generation. I mean, it's corrupt. It's incompetent. I think at times it's frankly criminal. I'm saying a change of leadership, while it's necessary, it won't work to fix a badly broken system and a thoroughly rotten culture. So what I'm suggesting, and, and, and in fact, I've been talking to a lot of people. Some have FBI experience. A lot of them are prosecutors. Some have served time in the Justice Department. Others are just plain good lawyers suggesting that what really needs to be done, and I I think conservative people are are really there now, and some old-fashioned liberals are getting there. They used to be there, but now they're coming back. And I think we're saying it needs to be broken up. Uh, The abilities needs to, you know, be reassigned, basically, to other parts of the government, other federal agencies. And I think, and I talked this morning with a former uh, chairman of the Appropriations Committee, a Republican, that we could cut it or significantly cut it from the appropriations budget altogether. In other words, it could be radically downsized. Now, uh, so I, it, yeah, yeah so, it won't be an extrajudicial politicized drug agency any longer. Well, and, and you know, that in government, that's sometimes the best, you know, the old reorganization, right? So you say, okay, yeah. we're going to take this part out of your duties and get you over here. And by the time you're done, um, let me pause, though, Ted, and go back for one second to your piece. Because I have heard you tell the story uh, in 2018, you were detained at the airport in, I think, Boston, and uh, you had no idea it was coming to get off a plane from uh, uh, England where you've been, you know, you've been spent spent half of your you spent half of your life living and traveling overseas. So here we are. And but here's what I want to ask you at the very end of this piece. I hadn't tracked this before. The lead FBI agent in your case was this Curtis Haiti. I think that's how you say it. He's been reprimanded under investigation. His direct boss was Peter Strzok. When you look back at this it was 18 it was only 2018 so it's just a year a little bit more than a year into the the trump administration they're knee deep in this were they is your sense that they were trying to put you in the middle of the russia 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 thing oh i was absolutely i i i made up a term i was papadopolized (laughs) Uh, for what they did to george papadopoulos yeah, no, they were after me, uh, and you know they had their reasons. The affidavit's twenty-three pages long. It was just, you know, come out in a redacted form. Uh, they're after me, uh, and you know, my great sin was that I had endorsed Trump. 
that was the predicate. Uh, you know, they accused me with, with different things and being associated with Roger Stones, et cetera. But my, my great sin is that I had backed Donald Trump as early as actually late 2015 in Forbes magazine, where I said we needed him, much like the country needed T.R. himself before the turn of the last century for his economic nationalism. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I've obviously been a surrogate for Trump, but uh, offered to go to the Republican National Committee. I didn't end up going, but that was a crime in their eyes, too. How could somebody like me, you know, right. be a good guy, a guy who has, you know, Yale in his background, Davos, right. worked right. in the State Department, top secret code word clearances. How could somebody like that be involved with Trump? Um, the uh, we're talking with Ted Malik again and his piece over to American greatness put over there. I mean, but you talk about it, 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 it is. I know you're right, but and I guess it's throwaway lines. But they said, Have you ever visited the Ecuadorian embassy in London trying yeah. to put you together with Assange? Because yeah. why? Because you lived in London at various points in your life. I mean, what else would is there anything else in your, your history that makes you makes them think you were hanging with the Ecuadorians or Assange? No, I mean, it's a fishing expedition, but uh, yeah, I, I had had uh. A couple of emails, and uh, one dinner with Roger Stone, so they were clearly after him, so anybody in that net they grabbed. But um, they knew the answer to that because the Ecuadorian embassy had CCTV all over it. Right. They knew who was there and wasn't there. Right, right. Again, uh, again, the Papadopoulos line is the one they were trying to get you to. They're trying to do something to catch you in something or you lie or you. I mean, that's the, the other version. Well, that, is, that's the FBI's game, of course. That's the right. first sentence they say, you know, lying to an FBI agent is a, is a physical offense, and we can indict you for that. Of course, I knew that. Uh, they also didn't want me to call my lawyer, which is because <laughs> they had a, a subpoena to, uh, you know, take my phone and computer. I didn't have a computer with me, so they took my phone, got it back about three months later, wow. found out it had been altered. So if I very quickly got rid of that phone. The, uh, <laughs> Whoever's the, using that phone, by the way, right now, they're, they're, who they're would listening. be in England where I sold it on the secondary market, I would discard it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they'd know. There's not a big, there's not a big, uh, you know, uh, 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 TM on it. Is there TRM uh, initials on the back? I'm like, oh, finally, I know why I keep hearing a Boston accent or American accent on the line. Uh, Ted Malik's our guest. Ted, um, you mentioned the house. You mentioned even that you would talk to some se- folks that had some experience in senior levels. Mm-hmm. Is there is there the stomach for what I would say is the non grandstanding version of accountability? In other words, you could do an oversight committee or the judiciary committee and, and Fox News will cover you banging on the table, taking off your jacket and rolling up your shirt sleeves. Or you can go into appropriations and say to the director or the attorney general or the deputy attorney general, we're, we're zeroing out this line in the budget because that's the only thing in the House we can really control is your budget. Really control it. We're zeroing that out until you give me answers on this, 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 and this. Is there any – do you see that there are people that understand that could be? Oh, no. There are there are people that understand that. The, you know, not all the hotheads understand it. But, yes, there are people that understand it. It's an old uh, device. It's called fencing. Right. Uh, you put a ring fence around something, and you basically tell the agency, you can do everything you're doing, but not this. You're not getting money for it. Right. And, and, you know, both sides have used it, so it's an old technique. So I, I think we have to have some people. And appropriations is, is an, uh, usually a very appropriate place uh, because <laughs> they understand budgeting. They understand accounting. They're not usually, you know, on some of the other committees. So, yes, 
We can yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, now, if we tried to do it immediately, uh, you know, we might face, obviously, a veto from right. Right. the still president. Uh, I think that that would be a nasty period. But um, we could work around that. We could do some other trade-offs. Um, right. But clearly, with his um, backdrop in Philadelphia, with those red screens and military people shouting fascism, he, he might not be willing to uh, take down yeah. his agency, the FBI. Well, and and to and to your point on that, we're talking Ted Malik. I mean, uh, it could be that it's one of these things where you're you're using the appropriation committee for the purposes of sort of oversight, in the sense that you're saying, oh, well, if you want us to approve that. Tell us what you're doing in there. What are the policies? And then if they either don't admit it, you say, well, you're not answering the question, or they admit it and say this is what we do, or they lie about it. I mean, there's a a bunch of different ways. So you're you're generally optimistic. One last thing, Ted Malik, uh, the fall right now with everything that's gone on the last couple of weeks. How do you feel about the fall election? Well, I'm getting uh, panic signals from a number of people, and I'm telling people, you know, be patient, wait. Colorado is now a close uh, uh, election. Laxalt is way up in Nevada. Right. Um, I got stuff on the weekend. People are worried about Rubio. Stop worrying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. These polls. Yep. Don't you remember the polls? Trump was 17 points now. The polls are wrong. Yeah. Just have to have a ground game. Be nice if we had an actual leader in the Senate or if Rick Scott were the leader in the Senate. I'm right. just giving him an endorsement and a shout out right there. There you go. There you go. Uh, Perfect. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we're going to do fine. You know, I said 65 earlier. Uh, I'll be willing to settle for 50 seats in the House. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right on that. I remember the polls. I always tell people they said to me, oh, Missouri in 2016, Donald Trump looks like it's getting tighter. He only going to win by five. He won by 19. Right. I mean, they're they're lying about these polls coming and going. All right. Oh, they, got- they do. Have, and they have most of the pollsters, you know, and silver, all those guys, they're all left wingers anyway. Right. And they stack them. Yep. They interview yep. the wrong people. Yep. They're they're very biased. Very all right. biased. All right. I got to oh, run. My, I'm, next, I'm, my next article. Oh, yeah, tell me. Tell me. Yeah, please. The FBI, you know, people are really on my case today and ringing me left and right because I hit. I think I hit a node on the FBI. Right. Uh, my next article is something you and your <laughs> followers are going to love. Right. So I'm yep. going to challenge them. And the title of that article is, Do You Have a DP? All right. What's a DP? And it's about Ronald Reagan, and I'm not going to divulge on air yet okay. what a DP is. Excellent. Oh, the tease. The tease. We'll be back on the edge of our seat for Ted Malik next week. I got to run, Ted. Uh, we'll post it on social media. DP. All right. Be right back, everybody. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Pandering to the liberal media, the PGA last year canceled its big annual golf tournament that it had scheduled at a Trump golf course. This began the PGA-led boycott of Donald Trump's top-ranked golf courses, much to the delight of the Trump haters. His golf courses are one way that Donald Trump earns a living. By boycotting his golf courses, the left cuts off Trump's income and his financial means of funding his legal defense and political work. But now Trump has turned the tables on these tyrants by overcoming their boycott. 
his same PGA-rejected golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey, hosted an LIV Live tournament. And many of the top players have switched from the anti-Trump PGA to the pro-Trump Live side. Sergio Garcia, the Spanish golfer with millions of fans worldwide, played at a Trump charity golfing event nearly a decade ago after other celebrities began shunning Trump. Garcia switched to live and even contemplated leaving the hostile European circuit altogether. The Scotland Open banned players from switching to the live Trump side, but then a court issued an injunction allowing them to play. The prestigious Masters Tournament in Augusta, Georgia, has not yet banned any of the live players from its event next spring, but it is not outside the realm of possibility. The left has made clear that they will wage brutal economic warfare against anyone who dares render aid to Trump or even anyone who fails to denounce him quickly enough. With such vicious personal attacks on the table, it is no wonder the air between left and right has grown so acrimonious. Players should be able to compete in a live tournament at a Trump golf course without fear of retaliation by the liberal-controlled PGA. Trump rightly observed that the PGA is the real disloyal group. Unfortunately, while they may be disloyal to the players, fans, and course owners who don't share their political views, the same could not be said about their dogmatic adherence to leftist ideology. The PGA is determined to serve as a faithful caddy of the liberal world order to the bitter end. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, everybody. Got 20 seconds. Thank you to the great Noah Dingley. The Pro-America Report wouldn't go without him. We will be back tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.